Some of you people do that. You know you, you know you do. If, you, if you're feeling attacked right now, it's because you're guilty. It's because you do that. Then there's people like me who are like, all right, well, I got a race tomorrow. I should probably look at the weather forecast. Episode 1197 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Best of ish edition. Today's quick tip, suggestions for racing in the rain. Hey, y'all, uh, real quick before we take a little trip down memory lane back to November of 2019 when this episode originally aired, uh, I want to take a second. No no sponsor today. Not even going to shill any of my own things. Just want to say thanks for, for you. Thanks to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Maybe this is your first time stumbling upon the show. Um, maybe because it, it popped up when you were searching for tips for running in the rain. Uh, if that's something that's on your horizon, good luck. Uh, hopefully, you'll find this useful. Uh, but thank you for listening. Thanks for giving the show a chance. Uh, hopefully, by the time it's all said and done, you'll be like, you know what? I like this enough. I want to hit the subscribe button. Uh, for those of you that have been around for a minute, you've been listening a little bit longer than uh, you know a minute and a half at this point. Um, thank you for for coming back, for coming back for more, for all that you do to uh, you know help to grow the show by spreading the word, supporting various things that come up, whether it's sponsors or things that I'm doing. Um, thanks for telling friends about the show, other other runners that you know that you're like, you know, when, when somebody's asking on social media, hey, what's a, what's a running podcast? Um, you, you don't need to tag me. Sometimes you do. But, you know, just knowing that maybe maybe you, you think enough of this nonsense program that we've got here that you, you tell other people about it and help spread the word that way uh, really does mean a lot. And obviously some of the friendships that, that we have. Um, whether it's through, through Facebook, through social media, email, you know, just different, different ways that, that we've been able to interact, sometimes been able to even meet up at races. Um, I appreciate y'all. And I don't think I say that enough. I'm always, I'm always shilling something, right? Whether it's my things, whether it's, it's other sponsors, um, always, always quick to do those things, but, but sometimes often forget to just say, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in, you know, episode after episode, year after year, um, cracking jokes, sharing memes, having some laughs. I uh, appreciate y'all. So thank you for listening. And uh, that's that's it. Again, no no shilling, no sponsoring. Just thank you for tuning in every time one of these drops into your feed. Uh, so today, best of-ish. Again, for those of you that are that are new around here, we do this about once a month. I go back into the archives. They got, a, they got an episode from a while back and uh, that I think is, is maybe timely, maybe relevant, hopefully relevant. Um, something that deserves to see the light of day again, deserves to, to I think at least, deserves to show up back at the top of somebody's podcast feed and uh in, in hopes that it, it hits at the right time and can be useful. This audio is a re- is is a retake. We're not we're not copy and pasting the audio. Um but the the, the post, the 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 premise, uh like I said, goes goes back to, to November of twenty nineteen, episode seven hundred and eighty three, when at that point I was fresh off of a race, uh running a, a fall race, Marine Corps Marathon twenty nineteen. Maybe maybe you were there. Uh it was a wet one. And uh, th- this was put back in my mind recently because uh, just a, a week or so ago, uh, as I'm recording this, a week or so ago, I had just a run through the neighborhood, not a race day situation, but it was it was coming down in buckets. Um, I was maybe the only runner out that day, but you know, I mean, needs must got to get my miles in. Uh, so I was running through the rain. And it reminded me, like, man, I should I should have I done an episode about this? Went back in the archives, saw it, said, all right, well, we're gonna make this the best of ish because I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's 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 recency bias or just some some type of of guilt by association, but it seems like fall goal races, I mean, not, not across the board, but it seems like rain sometimes is more of a factor in the fall for fall races 
than sometimes it is at different times of the year. And, and obviously, I mean, it's, it's all kind of fluky, mumbo-jumbo. But I know so many of us runners really put a, an emphasis on, you know, whether it's a fall marathon, a fall half, uh, whatever, some type of goal race in the fall. And with, with the idea that the weather's going to be as close to perfect as possible, that hopefully we get that cool, cool, crisp fall morning uh, so we can just go out and throw down and not have to worry too much about heat and, and all of the the issues that bubble up when it's when it's hotter than we want it to be and, and you gotta worry more about hydration and, and cramping and, and heat issues and some of those types of things. And then it rains, right? And and it, not exactly ideal. I mean I, I don't know that there is any any absolutely perfect race day weather, but man, when it when it's raining in buckets, like that can throw you off. And I actually even had a conversation with uh, one of the, the athletes that I coach recently, who's who's gearing up for a race in another uh, not too not too distant future before the end of the month, and we were talking about all right. Well, I think I'm good for everything unless it rains. And like, what am I going to do if it rains? And so again, another reason to to dig back into the archives because at least I know one person that might be having this on their mind right now. Um, and and raining in the fall is is tricky. I mean, shoot, raining on race day any time of year is tricky because you know I, I I'm I'm on the record many times saying I, I enjoy a good run in the rain. You know what I don't enjoy when it comes to running in the rain, standing around in the rain for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour or more for some of these big races, you know, where you're, where you're outside for an hour, two hours, queuing up, waiting for the race to get started just because that's how the logistics work out. You can't, you can't just show up to a race with 40,000 people, you know, that starts on an Island in New York. <laughs> not that that's the only race that counts, but like, you know, if a race has got 20, 30, 40,000 people, it's hard to just feel like you can pull into the parking lot 15 minutes before the race, sit in your car until about, you know, two and a half minutes before the race and just kind of jog through the rain to the start line, get there right on time and rock and roll. Like that doesn't exactly work for these big races. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of standing around for hours in the rain. I don't mind running in the rain. Like I said, it can, it can start raining after I run all the, it can start raining after I run. It can start raining after the race starts all it wants to. Um, but anyway, where am I going with this? If, if there's a chance that it's going to rain, Right. If you're if you're watching the forecast and you're looking at things going, all right, well, you know, there's a pretty good chance it's going to rain. And, and don't don't for the love of for the love of everything holy, don't start looking at the forecast 10 days out and be like, oh, shit, it's going to rain on race. Like, I mean, it might. Right. There, there's still a chance. But like, let's not let's not treat the 10 day forecast as gospel. Right. And and I know I know some of you, you, you type A'ers. You, you like to start planning as soon as, but you probably look at the hundred day forecast. If there is such a, you're, you, you get to, you get to January 1st and you buy a farmer's almanac and go, all right, I've got a race on October 29th. Let's see what the farmer's almanac says is going to happen 10, 10 months from now. Some of you people do that. You know, you, you know, you do. If you, if you're feeling attacked right now, it's because you're guilty. It's because you do that. Then there's people like me who are like, all right, well, I got a race tomorrow. I should probably look at the weather forecast, but wherever, wherever you are on that spectrum, as, as you get closer to the race, you get a couple days out from the race, you start to look at, all right, what's the, what's the weather going to look like? Am I going to need, am I going to need arm warmers? Am I going to need gloves? Am I going to need a jacket? Am I going to need nothing but a sports bra? Cause it's going to be hot AF. Like, like what's the, what's the weather looking like on race day? And you see rain in the forecast and it looks like it's probably going to start while you're going to be out there. If that's the case, doesn't mean you can't still race hard. In fact, I would argue you can still race harder in the rain than you can in the heat. Right, you can probably still race harder in the rain than you can in windy conditions. Um, just from just from an impact, I mean, you can still race hard in those conditions, of course. But just from the the effect of the environment, the effect of the less than ideal weather, 
I mean, rain rain can impact you, sure, but in my in my personal experience, for my n equals one, whatever that's worth, I feel like the rain doesn't impact me as much as the wind, as much as as the heat, provided maybe some steps are taken to try to mitigate the rain as much as possible. You can't mitigate the rain completely, but maybe try to mitigate it as much as possible. So here's a few ideas. I don't know, five, six, something like that. Things to, to maybe keep in mind if you're looking at a, at a, at a rainy forecast uh, coming up and going, all right, we're going we're gonna to deal with some rain here. How are we going to deal with it? Here are a few suggestions. First of all, lube up, lube up. Some of you, that's common practice anyway, right? I know, I know some of you folks and, and, and this one, you know, some of the type A stuff is is said with just a, just a tongue firmly in cheek level of judgment. There's no judgment here. If if you chafe, you know I, I'm fortunate and that I don't really chafe very much. We've talked about this once or twice. I'll spare you the the the, the gory details of my my occasional chafing scenario. Um, but for the most part, no no chafing here. I, I couldn't tell you. Probably the last probably when I wrote this post originally four years ago. Probably the last time I lubed up for a run. Um, I don't, I don't use, I have skin lube products. I have anti-chafing products, uh, that work quite well. I just don't need them very often. But if you, if you do chafe typically, and you know, it's going to rain, you better, you better lube up more than you typically do. If you don't chafe very much and you know, you're going to be running in the rain, you might better lube up even more pro tip for myself. Note to self. When I did run in the rain a, a week or so ago, um, I did not lube up. I did not take my own advice. And I did in fact chafe a little bit in a location, not in my ordinary chafing range, as it were. Try not to get too, too graphic here. Um, I don't usually chafe inner thigh. I chafed inner thigh because of the rain, right? Because the clothes get wet. They ride a little bit differently. They rub a little bit differently instead of, instead of my shorts kind of staying relatively hanging loose enough between my legs. Nope. They, they started riding up a little bit, got a little, little inner thigh chafage that, uh, quite frankly is a very, very rare occurrence on the normal. Apparently not when it rains. So if, if the rain is in the forecast, whether it's a training run, whether it's race day, um, you know, maybe hit the inner thighs a little bit more, maybe underneath the arms a little bit more, depending on what kind of layers you might be wearing, you know, those might rub a little bit more. Um, and of course, any other normal hot spots where you normally tend to chafe, yeah, you're probably going to chafe even worse in the rain. So definitely lube up, buy stock in skin lube or squirrel nut butter or whatever products are out there. Here I am shilling all these products. They're not paying me a daggum dime, but get, get some anti-chafe gear, um, and, and, or anti-chafe products and apply liberally when running and racing in the rain. Uh, when it comes to what to wear, this this is the million dollar question with a ten cent answer, because ultimately the answer kind of is, you know, chug a lug, folks. It kind of depends. But my my typical rule of thumb when it comes for dressing for the rain is to dress more for the temperature than for the fact that it's raining. In terms of hot and cold, being comfortable that way. Now this does depend a little bit based on. You know that that whole pre-race scenario when you're standing around in the rain waiting for waiting for your race to start. Maybe you want a couple layers. Maybe you want a rain jacket at that point. But it, but if it's not going to be if it's not too cold, where you're not going to probably want to wear that thing the whole time. You know that's where you do the, the cheap poncho from the dollar store. That's where you do the the trash bag with the hole cut for your head to go through, and you can just kind of put it over. Yeah, your head's going to still get wet, uh, but at least maybe it keeps you a little bit drier the rest of the way until you start running, or at least keeps you a little bit warm. You're not standing in the rain getting cold that way. Um, but in terms of, of what to wear while actually running your race in the rain, I think the best bet is to, again, like I said, dress for the temperature. 
Um, now, maybe that that assumes that the temperature isn't going to drastically drop while you're running. You know, checking checking the forecast is it a typical scenario where if your race starts at you know six seven o'clock in the morning. Like, even though it's going to be raining during the race, it's only going to get a little bit warmer. Maybe it's not going to get significantly warmer, but it's not going to drop significantly in temperature either. Well, you're going to be still generating enough body heat, assuming that you're going to keep running. Again, that, that offers the assumption that you're feeling confident in your ability to run run your plan for the race, whether it's run, walk, run, whatever. But, you know, if, if things take a, take a nosedive and all of a sudden you find yourself walking and not generating as much heat, that could be a problem. But quite frankly, that would be a problem just about any time. Uh, but if you're, if you're anticipating running a good race... Um, you know, if the temperature's hot enough that you wouldn't probably wear a jacket if it wasn't raining, then, then don't probably wear a jacket if it's not raining. Um, you know, if it's, if it's cold enough that you would want a little extra layers and maybe a a hat or, or, or ear warmers or gloves or things like that, then wear those things, even though it's raining. Um, because ultimately the temperature is the temperature. Now, again, check your forecast. I I had a race, uh, before the Marine Corps race, maybe maybe 2018, something like that, the, the Prairie Fire Marathon. Shout out to the Prairie Fire Marathon. There's another free plug for today. Um, but we started a race, and it was it was like 60 degrees at the start, but the the forecast was was anticipated to be like 40 degrees. Maybe it wasn't 60, but it was it was to drop significantly in temperature by the time the from the time the race started until you know four and a half hours later or four hours later when I was anticipating to finish, and it was planning to just start dumping rain, and it did. So I dressed I dressed way warmer than I needed to at the start. And uh, by the time the rain started dumping and the wind started ripping up, I was very happy that I was dressed warmer than I needed to be for the start of the race because that was what the conditions were going to be. The temperature was going to drop. So again, dress for the temperature is the moral of the story. I, I would have worn what I wore that day regardless of the rain because of what the temperature was going to do. Uh, and, and when I ran Marine Corps and it was raining buckets, you know, I, I just wore singlet and, and shorts because that's what the temperature was. I was thinking about wearing a rain jacket. Glad I didn't because it was going to over... I would have overheated like many people seem to do that day. And also if the rain ever stops, which is no guarantees, but again, check your forecast. Maybe the plan is what the rain's going to stop. Um, you know, all of a sudden you keep running and it's no longer raining. Maybe the sun even comes out and you're asking for heat issues if you're overdressed. So, so dress loosely based on what the temperature is, but allow yourself some wiggle room to adjust based on personal preferences, what the forecast is, things of that nature. Um, in terms of accessories for running a race in the rain, I'm a big fan of, of a hat or a visor and maybe even sunglasses too, uh, just to kind of keep your, your eyes so you can see as much as possible. The hat, the visor, I mean, like, let's not kid ourselves. If you've ever seen a picture of me, there's like a 98.7% chance that I was wearing a hat. If you saw a picture of me, not during my wedding, but immediately after the wedding, there's a hundred percent chance that I had a hat on. Um, I'm a hat guy. Like that's just, that's just how I roll. Um, always going to wear a hat. I'm wearing a hat right now. I'm standing inside my house, talking on a microphone, a hundred percent chance. I'm going to be wearing a hat doing this every, every time you hear my voice, there's a hundred percent chance I'm going to be wearing a hat. Um, so it's not foreign for me to wear a hat out for a run in the rain, but I, I guess I didn't realize how valuable that was until like, I don't know, sometime maybe I didn't wear a hat cause it was raining, uh, back in the Florida days. And like the water just pouring down your face into your eyes, like kind of sucks, kind of sucks. You wear a hat or a visor, something with a brim in front of it. Um, and you still get water in your face, of course, like, especially if it's raining hard, but it helps to see a little bit, helps keep your eyes a little bit clearer, keeps the rain from splashing in, running down your, your forehead, especially if you're sweating a little bit, getting that salt in your eyes, not, a, not an ideal situation. Um, and I've even, you know, gone so far as to wear sunglasses during a, an overcast rainy run. Um, again, just to, to kind of keep the, the little mists and the rain and things like that out of my eyes, 
just to help me see a little bit better. You know, it's not, not a bad option. So again, depending on your situation and your preference, keeping the rain out of your eyes, keeping, keeping things kind of cleared up. Um, you know, and, and again, oh, by the way, what if the sun comes out after the run and now you're, now you're kill, kicking yourself, maybe not killing yourself, but you're kicking yourself for not having something to, to shade your face a little bit, to keep the sun out of your eyes, sunglasses, hat, etc. Um, doesn't hurt to, to have, you know, sunglasses, sunglasses on the top of your head, even if you don't need them during the run while it's raining. But if the sun comes out, you got them right. So it's a little forward thinking there just in case, just in case. Um, another thing that, that can, can trip people up a little bit when running a race in the rain is forgetting to drink. And again, especially if it's a little bit warmer, maybe not like hot summer warm, but you know, temps in the fifties, 55, like you're still going to be sweating. That's still quote unquote warmer than ideal for a, a good hard road race. Um, so don't forget to hydrate. Now, do you need to hydrate probably quite as much? Probably not. Um, but do you still need to hydrate and especially, you know, maybe still replacing some, uh, electrolytes, you know, getting some salts back in that you don't realize that you're losing in the sweat because you're not noticing that you're sweating because it's raining. Uh, make sure you're, make sure you're drinking. And, and again, you, you can probably adjust that a little bit based on temperature and, and, you know, just, just how you would anyway, but don't be, a, don't, don't forget that you still need to replace fluids. You still need to fuel. And if, and if especially if liquid fuel is a big part of your, your strategy, um, don't just blow through every water stop. Don't feel like, ah, you know, it's raining today. I don't need to carry my my handheld or my water pack or whatever. Like, no, 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 If you would, if you would do, if you would carry water with you or, or some type of, of hydration drink with you when it's not raining for a race, I'd carry it with you if it's raining for a race and still drink it, still use it because, oh, by the way, your body still needs it. Um, another thing, and I think what have we got? Two, two more. So whatever, whatever number is lost track, whatever number this one is, uh, we are at the penultimate tip for racing in the rain. Wet feet are guaranteed. This one, this one makes me laugh. Although I've probably been guilty of it myself. So I guess I kind of laugh at myself and also laugh at others when I see them do this. If you're running a race in the rain and it's coming down more or less in buckets, right? You're going to, your feet are going to get wet. Like that's, that's not ideal. Right. Probably not probably going to blister. Even if you lube up, you're probably going to have a blister or two or something that's uh, a little bit more gangly on your feet than what you normally would. Had you run this half or this full or this whatever, and it was dry out. Right. But guess, guess what's not going to prevent what's not going to prevent. Guess what's, guess what's not going to help you keep your feet from getting wet, trying to jump over a puddle, trying to, 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 Avoid that little spot on the street where the water kind of pools, where one street runs into the other at the intersection, and it's it's a little bit wet there. Like like you know, and again, I've tried to do this. I've tried to be that guy that's like, oh, I'll jump, I'll try to jump. And maybe I'm still going to jump over things, right? But like, I'm not. At a certain point, you know, if you're if you're six miles into a run and it's been raining for the last two hours and it's going to keep raining for the next two hours, your feet are already wet, right? So you might as you might as well trudge through the runner, trudge through the the runner, trudge through the water. Like some of that water is going to get in your feet. Some of it's going to come out of your shoes. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be great. Not going to be a lot of fun. Probably might even feel kind of like it might be kind of warm. And then you splash through the puddle. Like, damn, that water is cold. Your feet will warm back up. You know, it'll it'll be okay. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you, if you've got dainty feet, like, like, you know, I've got, I've got hobbits feet. So there's that. But if, you, if your feet are too dainty that you're trying to keep them as dry as possible, then okay, you know, maybe you try to, 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 to figure out a way to walk on, on the curb and, and, you know, avoid a little bit of extra water. But get, 
guess what? Your feet are probably going to still be wet anyway. Um, but I, I guess that's, that's, that's this tip is don't, don't try to keep your feet dry. Um, again, maybe try to keep them dry before the race, but if it's raining, it's raining and your feet are going to get, get sloppy wet. Um, and you're probably better off actually trudging through the water on the road, especially if it's a road race, than to try to, you know, cut through the grass or something like that, where there might be muddy, it might be more slippery. Uh, you might be more likely to have an issue there. Now you're, now you're wet or sore or damaged in other places than if you just, you know, trudge through the water. Yeah. Your feet get a little bit wet, more wet than they already are. Um, but they're not going to be dry until after you get to the finish line anyway. So, you know, don't, don't over, but don't be overly worried about wet feet because that's just how it's going to happen. And last but not least, kind of talking about slipping and sliding when you're when you're off. You know, if you if you try to avoid a puddle and you go through through a a, a grassy section that maybe has some muddy section that you don't realize you might slip and fall there. Uh, the 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 biggest issue when it comes to slipping and falling on a road race is not the asphalt, it's not the concrete, it's the areas of the road where there's paint on it. So it's the, it's the road lines, it's the road arrows. Um, it's those things, anything that's painted on the road, that's where you want to be a little bit more cautious with your footing. Um, but unless, unless you, you know that your, your feet or your shoes maybe struggle with, with, you know, maybe there's a, a shoe that you wear that a racing shoe or something that, that struggles a little bit with, with wet pavement. I mean, I wouldn't think so, but maybe there is, but in general, you know, you don't have to worry about slipping and sliding and your feet twisting out from underneath you for every step along the way. You can, you can take a corner pretty aggressively. You can run a race pretty hard, but if, if you get to one of those spots where, you know, there's a white line across the, the road, uh, for a stop sign or a, a turn, turn arrow or any, any of those types of things that, you know, you, you probably run over without even really thinking too much about in most situations, be just a little bit extra aware of those areas. Try to not step on them. If you can, if you can help it, if you're coming, you know, bombing around a corner, kind of down a hill and around a corner and there's that stop sign type of situation there. Um, you know, I would, I would definitely step cautiously there. You know, if you can try to chop your feet so you can jump over it. Great. If you can, um, jump up on the sidewalk or something like that, but don't, don't be banging around a corner, trusting that I'm going to put my foot here and kind of pivot and lean. And it's on the, it's on the white line. Um, if you're going to go down, that's where you're going to go down and you're going to probably go down hard, not guaranteeing you're going to go down hard, but especially if it's kind of fresh paint, like just, just be cautious around paint on the road. Cause that tends to be, tends to be where it's a little bit slicker, a little, little increased coefficient or decreased, I guess, coefficient of friction. Thanks to the paint on the roads for all you science nerds. Um, so be careful, be careful. So there you go. There you go. Some thoughts. If you, if you look in the forecast for a fall race, or again, quite frankly, any time of year, I got a race coming up and it's going to be a little bit wet. You can still race. Well, you can still race hard. You can still PR. Is it ideal? No, no. Um, but like I said, I'll take a rainy, rainy race over a hot race over a windy race for sure. Um, but in order to try to give yourself your best chance of racing hard, don't forget to lube up because that wet chafe, that wet running clothes chafe is a thing. Uh, dress for the temperature. That way you don't accidentally overheat by trying to stay dry. You're going to get wet. You're going to get wet. So dress for the, the temperature of the, of the, of the air, not so much the fact that it's raining. Um, hat and visor can be helpful to keep the rain out of your face. Don't forget to hydrate and especially to replace some of those electrolytes, electrolytes. Cause again, unless it's, unless it's like a, a real cold 37 degree rain or, you know, two degree rain for, for Walker and the rest of the, the folks that don't, uh, don't talk Fahrenheit and you talk Celsius, like a two degree rain. 
Um, you might not be sweating too much there, but you still probably want to drink, right? You still probably gonna need some of that fuel. So, so don't be, don't forget to drink during a rainy, a rainy race. Wet feet, virtually, not virtually, hundred percent guaranteed. Um, so, you know, don't try to, don't, don't go out of your way to try to keep your feet dry because they're not going to be dry. And last but not least, be careful on the paint. Cause if you're going to slip and fall somewhere, that's probably where the slip is going to happen. So just be, just be aware of what's on the road beneath you and try to avoid, avoid the paint, or at least make sure that, uh, you're not trying to turn hard when it's, when it's painted, cause you might go down. So there you go. Hopefully this was useless. Hopefully it's useless because whatever races you have planned for this fall or, or into, into 2024, uh, the weather gods smile upon you. The, the temperature is at least decent, if not favorable. The air is, is dry. The skies are clear. Um, and, and a rainy situation on race day is not in your future. If, however, it is, hopefully you'll find this helpful and, and, or maybe it's just, you know, you got a training run coming up. You got to run after your race. You're just kind of building, building base fitness afterwards. And you're going to run in the rain. Um, because like me, like that's just kind of what you do. Um, some things to keep in mind to keep those runs a little bit less inconvenient, a little bit less uncomfortable, hopefully a little bit safer as well. So one way or the other, you keep running long enough. You're going to deal with some rain. Hopefully it's in training, not so much on race day, but might be on race day. If it is, hopefully this is useful. So there we go. There we go. Thanks for listening. I hope this, like I said, hope this was useful. What questions do you have? What, what, what did I miss? What do you do when it's going to be rainy for a training run, for a, a long run, for a race to kind of help make it a little bit of a better, you know, try to make lemons out of lemonade or lemonades out of lemon or however that saying goes. Um, what works for you on a rainy day? Let me know what doesn't work for you on a rainy day. Let me know that as well. Uh, at Diz Runs on all the social medias, DizRuns at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. And of course, if you want to head over to the show notes for today, which again, more or less copy pasted from a, a few years ago. But I do say pretty pretty good work with the memes and gifs. Talking mostly in the in the show notes about Marine Corps because that's what this what it originally inspired this episode. But again, it, it relates to just about any race running in the rain. Uh, but check it out if you're so inclined. Dizruns.com slash 783. Um, no, wait, that's the old one. Dizruns.com slash 1197. 1197. I'll get you back to the up-to-date show notes, which is just basically the same as the old show notes. Um, memes, GIFs, links, all the things as per usual. And of course, there's that comment section down at the bottom. Feel free to type a little, type away your little heart's content in the comment section. Always love to see the alert that says somebody left a comment on your post. And it's actually a person, not a bot, which is usually the case, but sometimes it's a person. And when it is, I appreciate it. So anyway, with that, speaking of appreciation, thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks. Thanks for, for again, for spreading the word, for dropping me a note once in a while saying that, Hey, this episode was really great. I really appreciated this, or I appreciated, uh, you know, learning from, from this guest or the thing you said here, or the thing the guest said there. Um, not that I need your validation, not that I need your, your feedback to keep going. But I tell you what, it's nice. It's appreciated. It's appreciated. Um, but mostly just appreciate you listening. Appreciate you listening all the way through my nonsense clothes. You make it all the way to the end. Some of you do. Not everybody. But if, you, if you're not hearing this right now, you're not making it to the end. You didn't, you're didn't. not even hearing this. If you make it, made it this far, you're going to make another 27 seconds until we wrap up, right? Right? I think. I hope. Anyway, y'all, I appreciate you. That's, that's the moral of the story. Whether it's your first time, whether you're a long time, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you, you giving this this little podcast a little chance to invade your invade your ear holes and uh, hopefully you'll be around when uh, the next episode drops next week so until then y'all be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh we'll talk soon all right see you